Hey friends, welcome to Free and Light, a podcast designed to help you slow down and live in rhythm with Jesus so you can experience the life that he offers, this life he calls life to the full. I'm your host, Tim Shelton, and if you've been listening for a little while, well, you know that this is really a podcast of four friends hanging out and talking about the spiritual practices that are changing our lives. We are back from our month of rest, feeling refreshed and ready to go. Today, I am here with my wife, Kelly. Kelly, say hey to the people. Hey, people. Fun fact about Kelly. She does not care about your personal space. She is a hugger. (laughs) Is that a bad thing? Depends. (laughs) Depends who you ask. It's all about context. (laughs) Joining us is my lifelong best friend and lover of all things Star Wars, Bill Holbrook. These are not the droids you're looking for. (laughs) This is the way. This is the way. This is in the pre-production. He had some spreadsheet or something of the cast of Star Wars. He's like, "You want to see this?" And then he started talking about it. And I said, "Wait, you didn't let me answer the question." I said. Of course not. <laughs> it, it wasn't the cast. It was the canon of the books, okay. TV shows. And, okay, sorry. Bill, yeah. you chose poorly. <laughs> <laughs> that is Josh Calazano, our creative director and uh, producer of this podcast. And fun fact about Josh. Uh-oh. He owns an island. Fact check. Truth. <laughs> Truth. Fact check. <laughs> check I, the facts. Slightly true. I don't, but... The fact that you call it my island is endearing. So for the purposes of our conversation today, I'll allow it. Josh's sure. island. Yeah, Can I ask if you're the mayor then of the island? Maybe oh, no. You don't oh, no, it. no. This is a lawless place. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole different podcast. No yeah. Yes. I cannot wait to go to your island. It's not really your island, but I just always call it Josh's Island. Well, like, yeah. We're going to run with it. Yeah, let's go with it. These opening facts are a little bit different. Is anyone feeling that? <laughs> feeling seen Says the hugger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I almost said my name is Josh and I like warm hugs. So <laughs> There you go. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Well, we are back. It's a new month. That means a new topic. And uh, man, I feel, feel energized and ready to go. And, uh, you know last month, just kind of going backwards a little bit, we talked about this big question, how do we persevere and thrive in difficult seasons? Mm-hmm. And we talked about how we have to remember the faithfulness of God is what brings hope, builds faith, you know, so on and so forth. And so if you missed that episode, go back, check it out. It's one of those practices that we're still learning and boy is transforming uh, how we live kind of season to season, if you will. But I want to get a little bit more granular today because we all have hard seasons and, you know, we talked about how to remember and get through those seasons, but let's get more granular and talk about day to day. Like if we looked back and said, how do we survive a difficult season, thrive in a difficult season? What about how do we thrive moment to moment, day to day? Get micro. Micro baby. That's okay. right. Okay. So it's sort of like the question, how do we live free and light now in real time? This is a super practical topic for us. I just think about a friend that I have that shared. Is free and light something that's really available to me? Does that really happen here, experiencing a life that is free and light? 
I've gotten that question more than a few times. Like, I'm not sure I buy into this. Mm-hmm. Sounds too good to be true, like that kind of thing. Yeah. But I think just based on like life as we know it, the world which we live in, I can, I know we can, I can totally see how anyone, even us, would think, oh, that's sounds good, not possible, but maybe we'll aim for it. Well, it's the idealistic, right? You're totally. thinking, well, this is like you, this is utopian, Pollyanna, like this is the thing of, of ideals. But I think, Tim, what I'm hearing you say is like in the moment, no matter the circumstance, moment to moment, sometimes hour to hour, family meal to family meal at mm-hmm. home, you know, day to day, like what does that look like to have that free and light posture? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to use, I'm going to steal your line that I, I think you stole from somebody else. Yep, usually. Two things can be true at the same time. Yeah. Right. In this world, you will have trouble. Yes. Thing number one. And take heart. I have overcome. Thing number two. Two things, both true. From the words of Jesus. Yes. So what he's saying is nobody is exempt from suffering. Uh Nobody is exempt from difficult moments. But we can have hope and we can live freely and lightly like he offers in Matthew 11.30. So how do you do that? And I want to just tell you a little story or a question, I guess, that uh, my spiritual director asked me a while back. Um, we meet once a month. He was, um, I was telling him about some tension I was having or a couple of different things. And you ever have a conversation with somebody and uh, you're deep into the conversation and when you get outside of yourself and you look at their face, you're like, oh, they're about to ask me a question that I don't think I want to know. I don't think I actually want them to ask me or they have some wisdom that they're about to drop on me and you kind of just pause and you're like, it looks like you want to tell me something. This is what was happening. So I paused. His name's Dave. I said, Dave, what are you thinking right now? And uh, so was this like in person? Uh, over Zoom. Yeah. But, but you could see, you're oh, yeah, saying yeah, you yeah, could yeah, see yeah, it. Yeah, like I could see it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm tracking with you. And uh, he says, well, I'm not sure if I want to ask you this question. <laughs> That's tell. a great moment to be like, yes, please ask it. Yeah, <laughs> tell, yeah. tell me more. Tell me more. So, <laughs> Even though I might not want to hear it. Here's how he uh, framed it. He goes, for somebody who knows a lot about a Matthew 11, 28 through 30, and I'm like, oh, I am not going to like what's coming next. <laughs> he said, if you had to answer this question, how would you answer it? When you think about the weight that you're carrying moment to moment, day to day, how much are you carrying versus how much is Jesus carrying? (laughs) Is that when you turn off video? So it shows your nice profile video just turned off. We're done here, Dave. (laughs) Thanks, Dave. (laughs) Uh, So I literally, literally, like, and he unpacked it. He's like, hey, uh, when Jesus talks about the easy yoke, you know what that means, right? There's two oxen in this yoke, and you're moving side by side. He's like, but he gave that analogy for a reason. He's supposed to be carrying the weight, and you're supposed to be in surrender to him, moving at his pace freely and lightly. And he was teaching me about that verse. Mm-hmm. He's like, so what's the answer to your question? And he's like, you don't have to answer now. I'm like, great, because I need to walk around the block now. <laughs> Still need to figure that so out. So I literally did. I'm like, hey, can we end? I'm literally going to go for a walk around the block. And, and probably for the next three weeks, I really wrestled with that question. And then in one of our experiences, Refresh and Encourage, we talk a lot about surrender in one of those. And boy, that came at the right time. And it just it just sort of like hit me. So I want to ask you guys a question. Just, you know, part of this podcast is unpacking a little bit of our lives. What feels heavy to you today? I'm so glad that I came. 
<laughs> and I'm sitting here. <laughs> I, here's the reason I ask it is because in this life you will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome. The reality is there are heavy things in our lives, and just because we're pursuing Jesus doesn't mean those heavy things go away. Yeah, I, I think for me, I, I mean, easy share for me is, you know, I have two kids in middle school, high school, and having to navigate their choices in school and friendships and relationships versus what I would see as ideal versus them making decisions that they may not be old enough to understand yet. That has been in this last season, a backpack that I've been wearing that probably is a little too heavy. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's one thing that's been heavier for me recently. And maybe you've held on a little too tightly to that. Yeah, I think some days I've held on too tight. Some days my coping mechanism is just to let go. And that, that mm-hmm. middle ground of uh, free and light has been lost in, in different moments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cal, how about you? It's interesting because we have... You can't say me, by the way. <laughs> That'd no, be awkward. Ted feels heavy. <laughs> Someone totally different. You wouldn't know his name. Just kidding. <laughs> his name is Jim. Jim. Yes. <laughs> that Jim. Uh, we have our oldest, you know, headed into high school. Yeah. And I am now thinking about her future. And, you know, it's like we have this time clock of these next four years with her and all the things I want her to know before she leaves our home and all the things I want her to understand about life or to have unpacked with her. And that feels heavy to know that we're in a process of launching her Mm -hmm. into adulthood and a new season of life that will probably or most likely be apart from us or not under our roof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think I was going to say something similar to that, Kelly. It's like, uh, it's that whole thing of like, uh, man, I wish I knew what was going to happen a week, two weeks, a year down the road. Yeah. But, you know, wisdom tells me that there's no worth in that, right? But then my mind actually goes to like, actually what's heavy right now is uh, something that I, I love to do and I get to do. So I get to sit with men, you know, over coffee or a meal and just hear about their life, how it's going, the ups and downs and all that stuff. And I will say that there has been a consistent trend of heavy, burdened, Mm -hmm. dark and all that. And for someone like me, uh, if you know me and my wiring, it can be easy to attach you know, yeah. and, carry, carry and carry it yeah. and carry it. Sure. Now, again, wisdom would have me not do that, but you just can't help it from sometimes. Like, oh, wow. Like, yeah. and, and that speaks to culture and the world yeah. around us because none of us are immune. Well, and I think to answer your question, even what's carrying, uh, what we're carrying that's heavy, culture right now is in the most anxious, That's what my answer was going to be. Like it's, mm-hmm. I'll let you answer. It's just in the last 60 years, any statistic shows that culture right now is in the most anxious, unhappy place it's been. Yeah, and that one of my gifts is kind of futuristic, you know, like yeah, see the trend, see the trend, see the consequences potentially 10, 20 years down the road. And what feels very heavy to me is where culture and the church are intersecting right now or not intersecting. That was a very kind way of saying something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it. Maybe I'll just leave it alone at that. I don't. I don't know how much trouble I want to get in here. But <laughs> again, I, that's a different podcast. It is a different <laughs> podcast. Yeah, but just I just feel like in some ways, as a faith, we've sort of lost our way, and we've forgotten that love 
is the main thing, and we have made it about something totally different in a, in a lot of contexts, not all contexts. But what my point is is that feels heavy to me because this last two years has divided so many of us, mm-hmm. and we see it in our experiences. What do we always talk about it, when people come to our experiences? We say what we're not going to talk about. We're, we say we're not going to talk. We <laughs> don't talk about these three or four things. Things that we divide do us. not talk about Bruno. We don't talk about. <laughs> <Bruno>. <laughs> You can tell we have kids, yes. Uh, so anyway, but it it feels heavy sometimes. It does because it, it chips away at your hope for things. Mm-hmm. So, and obviously that's where faith comes in, you know. Yeah, you know, and that's true. You, you just said, Tim, that it feels heavy. I think that a lot of us are feeling the tension, but for me, there's a buildup of worry when I think of, our younger daughter, who's in elementary school, I start to worry for her future. Yeah, because you care about the things and the people you care about. Yep. So it's like th- there's other words that go with it. It's like so like we're, and what we're trying to do here for everyone listening is really articulate not what only is heavy. We just shared mm-hmm. that, but like what does heavy feel like? Yeah. So there's other words you can other adjectives you can attach. Yeah, you to can it. use what it. comes with it. Anxious, worried, fighting for control. Yeah. Uh, you know, lots of different things. You know. A great line for that idea of what does heavy feel like is when you feel yourself saying, if only they would. Mm. <laughs> you know what I want to know? What? Who's they? <laughs> There's so many. Yeah. If, 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 they. Only, if only they would do this, yeah. everything would be better. Like that's, Them yeah. over there. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, yeah. And so in a world that feels not even, I mean, sure it feels, but it is very much seemingly, I, I keep attaching these adjectives because I'm trying to be too nice. <laughs> The world is out of control. <laughs> yes. Uh, we're still spinning at the same speed. We are. We're still going around the same sun at the same axis, but for whatever reason, everybody's seemingly, yeah. another adjective, lost their mind. All right, so bring it back to Matthew eleven twenty eight thirty. 30, right? Jesus says, if you're tired, you're worn out, come to me, get away with me. And then at the very end, walk with me, work with me. I'll show you how to take a real rest. I'll show you how to live freely and lightly. So he defines the problem. He defines a solution, which is to walk with him and work with him. And then he gives you the outcome. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. If you keep company with me, you'll learn to live freely and lightly. So back to the question, how do we live free and light moment to moment? So we just talked about what feels heavy today, the feeling of feeling heavy, kind of the symptoms I want to ask you, how do we live free and light moment to moment? Yeah, and it's uh, it's a difficult answer, but the one that we've talked about as a group is is just this this word of surrender, which is not a positive word in our culture, but it's the truth. Do you mean, Bill, that I can't be in control? I mean that you can have the illusion of control. <laughs> oh, the illusion <laughs> of control. Bill, question. Who is the president of the control club? Uh, That would be me. Uh, (laughs) I have a lot of illusions. Yeah, I think this word surrender is is really key to where we're at in our... Tim, you mentioned uh, faith and culture intersecting. We talked about personal lives. We've talked about people, Josh, that you've had coffee with, Mm. breakfast with. I I think this idea of surrender could go a long way to helping us unpack that backpack and live free and light. Hmm. Yeah, that's really good. And it's very countercultural. Extremely countercultural because culture is all about. I have a firm grasp on yeah. everything. Yeah, like literally. So let's define 
surrender just a little bit for our audience. So when we say surrender, what we mean is to give up control or give it back to God, or maybe a, a better way to say it would be sort of the intentional or willful acceptance that the way of Jesus and the will of Jesus is better than our own. There's another word here, just looking at the definition, that ma- gives me anxiety. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so it's probably the right word. Uh, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> uh, it's the word submit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like surrender is a nice word. Uh, the word submit makes people in the control club flare up a little bit. But this idea of submitting to someone else's authority. Mm-hmm. Well, think of what you have to do if you're surrendering or submitting. It's actually admitting that, God, I trust you with this, and I'm not going to hold this, but I'm going to let you hold this. So let me ask a question, because that's easier to do in difficult seasons, when life is... Like overwhelming? Yeah, by definition, out of control. Mm -hmm. Right? When when the illusion of control is right in front of you, you're like, well, I don't have any control of this situation. Jesus, I trust you. Mm -hmm. But how about when you're in a tense conversation with somebody that you really disagree with what they're saying... How do you live free and light in that moment? You're, yeah, that's, you're that, looking at me really weird, Bill. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm thinking through what you're saying and, and putting it through the filter. But yeah, I like that of what is the daily release of control, the daily surrender, the daily submit. Like, what does that look like? Yeah, and I, and I would ask the question, like, why is surrender connected to living freely and lightly moment to moment? Well, so I, I loved, Tim, what you said, our definition what we were talking about, but also Bill, you bringing in the word submit. And I actually saw them as like overlapping circles. So they can be different. So if surrender, you, know, you want to say Venn diagram. I did want to say Venn diagram. I got really excited. <laughs> yeah, three concentric circles. Yeah. So this is two. You have those two things. If surrender is the, is the willful acceptance of something, submission is the actual action and following, right? So when Tim, you're asking like, how does that correlate with living freely and lightly? It's the living part. You know what I mean? So it's like, I acknowledge willfully that my way is not the best way Mm -hmm. and that God's way is the best way. The way of Jesus is the best way. And also the will of Jesus is the best way. So now what do I have to do? Bill, I have to submit to that. I have to walk in that. Right. Yeah, and, and another the, the other phrase you could say is just releasing control, right? Like like you're releasing control, and for many people, whether you think you're a controller or not, the the idea and illusion of control drives people. It drives people into self preservation. It drives them in relationships. It drives them in a lot of different areas where they don't want to find themselves in years later. It's really interesting because even as we're talking about it, I think of those out of control things, and what we tend to do is hold them tighter. Like as things get yeah, as we sense crazier or spiral, just, right? it's like, it, yep. oh, I'm going to control and, this and yeah. you can't. Can, can we be honest right now in culture? We're all white knuckling it. That's what I was thinking of. Like I was thinking so about that good. tension I was talking about that weighs yeah. heavy. I mean, that's what the whole world's doing is like they're fighting for control because so much feels out of control. Yeah. Well, and this is something, I don't know, a therapist or counselor, somebody said to me that I've, I've copied is the area that you want to hold the most control over, that you feel inclined, that you're up at night thinking about, that you wake up in the morning thinking about, that area that you feel the impulse and need to control, it's probably the area you need to release to Jesus. People are like, I'm not a controller. I'm not a controller. I'm like, oh, what's the thing that you know you struggle letting go of that you really lean into? And they'll tell me, and I'm like, have you ever thought about giving that over to God? 
And it's just that moment of, it's an awareness thing. You know, mm. I have that moment seven times a day with my wife and kids, but it's, it's releasing control in the area that we're holding tightest onto. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because truth bomb people, you know this, but control is an illusion. So you're saying I can't control my kids? I mean, honestly, think about the things you actually can control. Oh my goodness, that mm. list is so short. You can control your response to things. You can control your attitude. You can control where you spend your time. Yeah. What else you got? You're right. Everything else might be an illusion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, I'm missing some things. No, but you of get course. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. course. You, there's very few things we can control. Sometimes we can't even control our health because we can't control our genetics. But Yes, Tim, one true. of the things you, you said, you know, as we're talking about control as it relates to Jesus, we can control what we offer to him. Mm-hmm. We can control, for me, when I get triggered in a conversation with, you know, family, right? I can control in that moment going, you know what? I need to go take a walk or, hey, I'm wrong here or, man, my perspective is off or I need to go listen on that. Mm-hmm. We can control what we hand to our Father, and that for me, that's part of like the renewing of the mind. Yeah. So uh, Paul talks about in Romans twelve one, right? Renewing your mind daily. Mm-hmm. That is the thing we can control. And part of the renewing of our mind is also the giving up of control. Is this process of surrender, and um, it's difficult, but it's got to be daily. Mm-hmm. And so we think about those things that are really important to us: the approval of other people the influence we have on other people's lives, uh, control in general, or our own comforts. We have to give up control of those things, kind of those core motivations in our life, because if we don't, there's no possible way to live freely and lightly. So, Tim, I want to go a little off script for a minute. You just painted a picture of the things we can give away, and we talked about the life that it can be. What does that life look like when you're not giving up control? (laughs) What's the opposite of free and light? No, but seriously, <laughs> think about this for a minute. When I, when I, am, when I am holding on to a conversation with my wife and kids, I feel angry. I feel frustrated. I'm not able to have proper perspective. My relationship could get frayed. All of those things. I mean, free. I just think totally stuck. Yeah, you stuck. Know? Yeah, mm, that's a good you word. You can't grow past that if you're just going to stay mm-hmm. stuck. Yeah, and I mean, this is a different conversation, but the older we get, that causes more cynicism to set in. Oh, yeah. Um, you ever see like an older, grumpy, angry old man? Oh yeah, we get entrenched in. I mean, our, I look in, in the mirror daily. Like I'm good about <laughs> You're that. Like, I like know him. Yeah, <laughs> thinking back right? to grumpy old men, the movies. <laughs> like, what are they mad about? Didn't work out their way. Yeah, from something a lot, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, name the circumstance. Yep. could be anything. And the, and the truth is, uh, the opposite of that is a really joyful old man who's had a hard life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do they respond differently? Surrender. Yeah. release control. Well, yeah. t- Tim, one of the things you say a lot around this topic of control is this idea of carrying the appropriate amount. You've used that phrase for a while. We- we've heard that. Uh, give us just a-, a picture of what that means and what that looks like. So carrying the appropriate amount is just what it sounds like, carrying the appropriate amount in each circumstance. So for instance, my kids' well-being, boy, I better care a whole lot right? Do everything I can to make sure that they're going in the right direction. But what happens if I care too much? Helicopter parent. You'll suffocate them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I have to care enough to be firm in my love for my daughters, but I can't care too much to suffocate them. Mm -hmm. 
which sounds weird to say I can't care too much for somebody I love, but it's true. But you're going to tap into something that our listeners may hear that may trigger something in them because they feel like they need to control to prevent an outcome. And depending on your kid's age and maturity, that's a different conversation. But Tim, you're dead on, like releasing control, letting an outcome happen in a wise parenting move. I can't control my 14-year-old's decisions. No. But like, there's I, a lot of people who think they can. Hey, for and sure. when and she was hard. four, we could. We could. We, you yeah. know, we had the idea of control. And That's it was right. in her yeah. best interest that yeah. you actually did control some circumstances, like for sure, car seats, no. sure. stairs, showers, <laughs> sharp objects. <laughs> now, yeah. now, here's another example, right? You're in a meeting with a coworker that you've been asked to be involved in. It's a project that they just want your opinion on, but ultimately you have no responsibility for it. You're in that conversation, it's super tense because they're doing, they hired you to be a consultant in that mm-hmm. moment and they're doing the exact opposite. And what rises up in you, you morons, you're not doing it the right way. <laughs> if you just and did it my way. The blood pressure rises and you're like yeah. losing your mind. Why? What's the appropriate amount to care in that conversation? Yeah. Zero. Yeah. Because they asked you opinion, you gave it. If they don't take it, move on. And one of the things we've been able to, even around the table as a staff team that we've, we've integrated a little language in is putting a number to it. Mm-hmm. Like when, when we sit around oh, our, yeah. our staff table and go, That's been great. well, I, I really believe in that. And somebody goes, well, how much? And I go, well, actually, it's a three out of 10. And they go, well, I care about it a six out of 10. Well, you care more. Go for it. Like, it, Have we had any 10 out of 10s? If there's a 10 out of 10, there's an issue. But putting a number to it actually allows <laughs> yeah. you yeah. to get yourself in the right mindset to care the appropriate amount. Helps the people around you too. I'm actually thinking of our friend, Rick Barry. He had a quote in his episode when him and Justin Powell uh, talked about what was life like you know, before they went into our refresh experience, all that stuff. And Rick said something that I never heard before. And it was like an old man saying it was great. He was talking about control, but also his response to circumstances. He said, I had so many million-dollar responses to $3 questions. That's it. You know? I was like, I'm, I'm, sitting, I'm just sitting here, like, recording the show and not talking. I was like, that's wow. amazing. Yeah. So that, that's a, maybe the best way to sum up care of the appropriate amount. Yeah, so good. I just want to kind of recap some of our conversation, right? So we're talking about how do we live free and light daily, moment to moment, and what we've kind of landed on is it really gets down to moment-to-moment surrender, releasing control, the willful submission, acceptance that Jesus' way and his will in this moment, in this situation, and in this season is more sovereign and thus better than what we can control in this moment. Even that sounds like a very like Pollyanna-ish, like, that sounds nice. <laughs> that sounds nice. Yeah. That would right? be good if. So we we try to get real practical. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to help our listeners like, okay, I get it, guys. Maybe I don't. How do I do this, though? How do I do this? Yeah. If the first part of what we've been talking about and the first part of like someone who's listening is maybe you can get a few steps ahead and realize like, huh, I think there's some parts of my life, some things that I'm holding on to, you're asking. So, so how do then you do now that? what? That's right. How, so, do, how do we go the other way? That's it. So Josh, since you're the one talking, give our audience a practical tip of how you surrender daily. So it can come in many forms at many times, but quick answer is how my day begins. Usually, not always, nobody's perfect. Usually will inform how my day goes. So if I can start with a mindset and the posture, 
you know, Jesus, I want what you want. That comes into settling and time listening, stillness, silence, and all of that. I love in moments where I'm at least self-aware enough to know that uh, maybe I'm not carrying the appropriate amount. Mm -hmm. Maybe something that should be a two out of 10 is actually a seven out of 10. I don't do it all the time, but one of the things I've found to help is I need a change of perspective. And usually that doesn't help by staring at a screen or staying where I am whenever the thing has risen to the surface. And so I'll take a walk around my block. It's a quarter mile loop, quarter mile and I might have my phone on me, but it, you you get it. It's yeah. like change perspective, get a different perspective, think about it a little bit. That's it. That's good. Practical. Take a, take a walk. Kelly Shelton, how about you? I have to let someone in. I have to <laughs> verbally process through kind of when, <laughs> when I'm Tim, in, why'd you look down? Tim, that. is that you? Are you the person <laughs> she lets in? <laughs> Sometimes when he's lucky, I will. Um, but I when have he's to be. lucky, <laughs> oh, yeah. he gets to hear all my words when he's lucky. All the words, all the words. Please, dear God, before nine o'clock at night. No, oh, but a friend or a counselor or a safe place to share. And I realize there are some. Some people are like, I don't have that person, and I think you create those relationships by being that person yeah, and just saying, Hey, I'm actually just going to be really authentic and say, this is where I'm struggling and this is really hard for me, or this is where I need to release control. Yeah. And, and sometimes what I think what you're saying is the reason you do that is because sometimes speaking it out loud brings greater clarity and perspective to what's really happening. It but really, then in, in real time, there's that other person that you've identified as that safe space who can speak truth, love, whatever that is into you. Right. It doesn't. And then it gives, a little bit of accountability of like, hey, Kelly, how are you doing with that? You know, yeah. that next yeah. week. That's good. Or when you speak it out loud as a seven out of 10 and the other person's like, hey, so um, that seems, about that emotion that. doesn't match the situation. What's really going on? Yes. Mm-hmm. You can't always ask to talk to the manager about everything. <laughs> Bill, what do you got? Yeah, for me, I mean, it's, it's the word benevolent detachment. The word benevolent means kind. Detachment means letting go. So for a, a high controller like me to, in the moment, you know, we, we talk about uh, how to stop and become aware in the moment and just go, man, I, I need to let this go right now. You know, Jesus, I want what you want. I'm not the one in control. Some of that comes from some, some daily declarations uh, we wrote up after one of our experiences on just giving up that illusion of control. But another thing is just, this can sound really, really simple, but if you're not aware that you're controlling, you can't let go. So when you feel that energy and emotion and, and intensity rise, mm-hmm. the best thing to do in that moment, like you said, Josh, go for a walk, talk to somebody trusted, then you can settle and go, okay, how can I care the appropriate amount here? What do I need to detach from? Uh, for a lot of people that comes into feelings from other people of going, I'm going to detach from what they think of me right now, because I, I need to go to what Jesus thinks of me right now. Mm-hmm. And it's that phrase, Jesus, I give this situation to you, yeah. fill in the blank, yeah. and I want what you want. And it, they're simple phrases, but boy, are they practical. I, I believe John Eldridge is the one. On the pause app, yeah. The pause it, it's app, the, right? I want what you want. I give everyone and everything to you. And, and well, once you say that. It started. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, it's the book. Yeah. It's right. Get Your Life Get Back. Get Your Life Back by John Eldridge. We'll link to all that, the, yeah. the app and the, uh, the book in the show notes. Um, Super practical, powerful book on how to live freely and lightly in this kind of crazy world. Yeah, cannot recommend that enough. Yeah, but benevolent detachment, weird word. 
weird set of words there, but... But you won't forget it. You will not forget it. That's exactly right, yeah. We talked about carrying the appropriate amount, so in that, I guess what I would say is my practical tip is just ask yourself a question. How much of this thing, whatever this thing in the moment is, are you carrying, and how much is Jesus carrying? And I think there's power in a great question, and I've been asking myself this a lot. You know, this podcast is designed to be our lives in real time. Friends, if you're listening, this is real time. Like, I asked myself this question this morning. (laughs) (laughs) That's real. How much of this tension, heaviness, anxiety, burden, whatever it is, am I carrying versus how much am I allowing Jesus to carry? And if it's more than it should be, if I'm carrying more than the appropriate amount, I know I need to surrender that to him. And when I do, it's a game changer. And so a lot of times I do the same thing you do, Bill, daily declarations. Jesus, I give up my influence, back to you. I give up my desire to be approved of other people, back to you. Jesus, I give up whatever illusion of control, back to you. Jesus, I reject comfort, and I embrace the calling you've given me. And I use those four daily declarations every single day, and it is a huge part of the surrender process. So I hope this is helpful we think it's the key to living moment to moment, freely and lightly. It's, of course, not the only key. We get it, but we think it's a spiritual practice, which is why we wanted to talk about it on this episode and help you live just a little bit more freely and a little bit more light. So friends, as we talk about this, we're not saying we got it all figured out. We get surrender is hard. And um, you know, Bill said it, like it's often the thing that's holding us back from growth in our spiritual journey from uh, hearing the voice of God when we become closed to what he wants. And so we've got to give up control. We've got to surrender. Our friend Rachel had uh, a very similar uh, problem, if that's what you want to call it in her life. She was trying to figure out where her life was headed, what she wanted for her life, and actually if she was supposed to marry her fiance. Crazy story. And uh, what she discovered in this is that the thing she thought was the issue Newsflash, turns out, wasn't the issue. (laughs) It was a symptom of something so much larger. And when she learned how to surrender to God, well, you'll just have to wait for the rest of the story. But let me just tell you, you're not going to want to miss it. You will be so encouraged by her story, and it will give you a real-life application to what we are talking about today. And I cannot urge you enough to check out the full interview in our next episode. If you want to be notified of that episode, make sure you hit the subscribe button and you will be pinged when it's released. All right, friends. It is time for one of our favorite parts of the podcast. We're not going to call it our favorite part of the podcast, but a lot of people have actually said this is their favorite part of the podcast or one of the things that keeps them coming back is three things we love. And it's simply this. It is our chance to spread a little joy into your life by us simply sharing three things that we've recently either discovered or we just have loved for a long time and we think you will too. As always... We're not selling anything. No affiliate links. No affiliate link. Well, not no sponsorships. It's not that. No one sends us this stuff, just in case you're wondering. We legitimately love these things, and we think you should check them out. And so I took over for this segment, and I think it's only fitting that, Tim, you get to go first. 
It's been a while. It's been a while. Go for yeah. it. I love it. What do you uh, got? So, a friend of mine, his name's Tim too, he sent me a custom mug, camper travel coffee mug. Maybe you can put more than just coffee in it. But anyway, uh, a mug from a company soup? called Mir. You could have soup in it. Actually, great point. Okay. So, you know, it's like one cup of soup, one cup of tea, one cup of coffee, and it's lightweight and it goes on your, you know, your backpack and you can hike or camp or whatever with it. And here's the cool part of the story. He knows I'm going to Iceland in a couple of weeks. And so he got me this custom mug with the landscape of Iceland from an artist that he found on it. Here it is. You guys. That's what that is. That's I was wondering. I didn't look closely. It is beautiful. It is beautiful. So mm-hmm. I don't know if this is exactly one of a kind, but I'm guessing a lot of people don't have this. And as it turns out, Mir has this custom program where you can send this beautiful gift. And uh, he had this great note with it. And so anyway, I love it because it's a great mug. It's his favorite mug. It's one of my favorite mugs. And uh, it is beautiful. It's a great gift, and I can't wait to take this to Iceland. Now, I had a mug on one of these segments. The yeah, fellow the Carter fellow mug. Carter mug. And I noticed that is a metal interior. How's the coffee? Good. Hmm. <laughs> I'm I, putting you on the spot. I also have a fellow Carter mug now. Yeah, I know you do. I'm going to say different purposes. Okay. Mm. Right? Okay. So that's my everyday. Great mug. This is my adventure mug. Oh, Ooh. I love that. And so I'm tracking. We now. just got back from Estes Park. Yeah. Went with me. Okay. I'm headed to Iceland. Going, going with you. me. Yeah. It's going to go to the island. Josh, your island. My island. Coming to your island. So this is my adventure mug. Is it Mir? Mir. 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 Okay. Okay. Mir mug. We'll link to that uh, in the show notes below. You can scroll down, check it out, maybe get one for you and create a Somebody custom landscape. I don't know. For someone you love. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. You guys are eyeing each other. Kelly, Who's you going go. next? Okay. Kelly. Are you sure you want to follow me up, Bill? Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> Uh-oh. So I brought snacks. Yes. And this is my favorite snack right now. It's 4505 is what it looks like on the bag. And they're fried pork rinds. <clears throat> but they are classic chili and salt flavor. And let me read to you. What They're the bag so says. Good. I'm looking at your iPad. You have like the full description in front the of you. The top of the bag says crispy clouds of pork deliciousness. <laughs> 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 and it also says the bigger, the better. <laughs> and so I love their branding, but this, I brought it down here. I'm making you try it. Actually, I'm not eating one. I'm inviting no, you so good. to try it. I don't eat pork rinds. You're wrong. Then you're wrong. That's fine. We'll uh, edit out all of the chewing and mouth sounds from here on out. We have crossed a new threshold. Not only do we share the thing that we love, but we also partake in it now. Oh, do I got to buy you a mug now? Yeah. No, we just have to pass yours around. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. I don't know what I'm supposed to be tasting because, fun fact, that might have been one of my first chicharrones. I am blown away that you guys have not had pork rinds before. I think I have. So what you just gave me, that was pretty jumbo. I feel like it was something else that I had before. I don't know. Bill has. What, do you, what, do you, what would you like to say, Bill? Thank you for allowing me to try that. We <laughs> tell our kids you can't say no to something unless you've tried it. I can now say no. Thank you for taking a polite bite, Bill. <laughs> That's what we call those in our house. Bill, yeah. don't, why? 
I mean, this isn't the podcast for this. It's just nasty. That's all. Oh, I don't think they're nasty, no. but I will say. I'm not say trying to yuck somebody else's yums. I get it. I'm just saying it for me, I, I, for me, I'm, it, it's not a preference for me. That's not the part of the pig that you want. No. Okay. Give me the bacon. <laughs> what if I told you that that was bacon? Then I would say you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> I think they would definitely keep me hydrated because I'm thirsty right now. Oh, totally. So it says this salty and spicy snack will satisfy your hankering for something deliciously crunchy without slowing you down. It's gluten-free and paleo certified. Boom. But as I've learned in other ways, that doesn't necessarily mean it's healthy for you (laughs) because this is a pig part. I did say this is my favorite snack, but I think you're thinking of pig parts like hot dogs. This is just pig skin. It's like football. Tangent. (laughs) Okay. So what was the actual name? It was a number. Yes. Say it again. 4505 pork rinds. 4505. They couldn't come up with... Chicharrones. Okay, yeah. Chicharrones. Get the chili and salt. Chili and salt. Okay. Bill Holbrook, uh, I know what it's not. It's not going to be pork rinds. It's not going to be pork rinds. What is the thing Uh, you love? Mine today that I love, I'm going to talk about my silicone wedding ring. Uh, slash wedding band that I have on. Short story, on a ministry trip a long time ago with some high school students in uh, West Virginia, and my wedding ring fell off into the new river and never to be discovered. And so with some of the different things I do, um, the silicone band is amazing. There's many different brands on Amazon or where you can go, but the, the silicone band, you can work out with it, you can work in the yard with it, you can do anything you want with it. You can match it to your outfit, Tim, if you want to be bougie. They come you in can colors. They come in colors. And if you lose it, it's 10 bucks. So, winner, winner. I love it. Question. Mm-hmm. When you lost, yeah. said <laughs> yeah. wedding ring. Yeah. I knew where this was going. <laughs> yeah. How did Mrs. Holbrook Uh She was fine. She, I mean, she. my wife is not a uh, like gifts or things person like that. Hmm. She didn't care. She wanted to know how much money the next one was going to be that I bought. So oh. being more frugal on the back end was probably uh, a good part in our relationship. I mean, my only thing, and this isn't necessarily negative at all. So I take my wine off when I work out and stuff because that's the primary. I don't need to. You don't need to. Mm-hmm. And I love that. It's super efficient. My mind went to like as if like the guy's ring couldn't get any cheaper. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we hey, all know. Josh, we know. You could get diamonds in your wedding ring. Follow-up question. Yeah, follow-up question. Follow-up to the follow-up. Have you seen the price of gold lately? Uh, I have not. (laughs) Um, Might want to go find that ring. (laughs) Yeah, in the new river. Let's go. Right in the new river. We'll do an on-location episode. (laughs) There you have it, people. We got chicharrones. We've got a replacement wedding ring. I might have lost another ring before this one, too. A That's a whole different story. Coming, coming yep. to an episode in the future. <laughs> That's right. Bill's story and how he lost not one, but two. And we rings. have the Adventure Camper Mug from Mir. We'll link to all of them in the show notes. Friends, we hope this brought a little bit of joy to your life, put a smile on your face. We absolutely love doing this. We are grateful for you to be a part of this community. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Free and Light. Hey, would you do us two favors? Would you make sure you subscribe to this podcast? And when you do, leave us a rating. It may sound like a really small thing, but let me just tell you, it's a big deal. It helps people find the podcast. And when they do, you get to be part of sharing with them this one amazing truth that Jesus came to give us life to the full, a life that is free and light. Until next time, friends, seek well.
Free and Light is a podcast of Seekwell Ministries. We believe that life to the full comes out of an intimate connection with Jesus. If you'd like to support the podcast, visit us at seekwell.org slash donate.